Today's sermon is entitled Perfecting Faith, Perfecting Faith, A Call to Action. Perfecting Faith, A Call to Action. You, each of you, have been called in to work this morning. Heaven has called you in. Hey, hey, Romeo, can you come in this morning? Hey, Terry, can you come in this morning? Like the Ukrainians, the men in Ukraine from the ages of 18 and I believe 60, they were called to active duty. While other people were fleeing Ukraine, the men had to stay. And we watched women and children say goodbye to their husbands as they stayed and fight, stayed and fought. There were some women who were walking around, they were fighting as well, saying, I will fight by your side. If you profess to be a citizen of Ukraine, then your citizenship of being a partner in Ukraine, you were called to action. In other words, your citizenship calls you to work. Uh-oh, watch this now. Because you're a part of Ukraine, you are required to fight. We say we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Uh-oh. But many of us who are called to work as a war is being imposed upon the kingdom of God every day, we as citizens are called to action. But many are quick to hide behind the blood-stained banner and say, oh, I'm hiding behind the blood. But who wants to hide behind the blood of another soldier on a flag that you profess to be a citizen of? You stand behind reaping the benefits of pastors and leaders and evangelists and prayer warriors who put their lives on the line every day as citizens of the kingdom of God, and you get covered because somebody keeps praying for you, you keep getting healed and blessed because somebody is called to action, that is not heroic, that is cowardice. And we hide our faith often in churches like... Um, the humpback of Notre Dame who claimed sanctuary. He was safe in the sanctuary and many believers refused to fight in action, refused to perfect their faith through action by hiding in churches, but won't reveal their faith to the world. We are quick to say, to say, to say we are people of faith, but not so quick 
to show that we are people of faith. We'll say, oh yeah, I'm Christian in a minute, but let somebody say, okay, well, I need you to do X, Y, Z. Well, I ain't that much of a Christian. Let me explain it this way. So likewise, your faith calls you to work. Your faith, your perfecting of your faith calls you to work. Why? Watch this now. I learned something. I'm going to teach you today. I didn't realize it before. I've never taught this passage before, but I'm going to share it with you free of charge. I'm giving you hours of studying and a big nugget that's going to change your life. Why does faith call us to work? Because our faith is perfected by our actions. All right, I got to say that again. Our faith is perfected by our actions. So we're called to action so that our actions in turn perfect our faith. And it is faith that moves mountains. It is faith that we need to believe God. It is faith that we need to please God. It is faith that tells a mountain to be thou removed and cast into a sea. It is by faith all the heroes in Hebrews 11 did the great things, Moses and Abraham and Joshua and Samson. It was by faith. So wouldn't you want to perfect your faith? Well, then if you want to perfect your faith, then you have to go to work. Ah, let me put it like this here. Now, our faith matures to its intended value when we engage in Christian action. Charles Wesley said it like this. It's an old hymn, a charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky, to serve the present age my calling to fulfill, Oh, may it all my powers engage to do my master's will. Arm me with watchful care as in thy sight to live. And now thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give. Help me to watch and pray and still on thee rely. Oh, let me not my trust betray but press to realms on high. Today, I want to look through the eyes of faith. I want to scantily appear behind the windows of his open gaze. I want to see from faith's perspective. Uh, I want to see what faith is thinking. Uh, I want to see how much faith wants to grow up. I want to purview faith's attitude. I want to look through the eyes of faith and see what it means to be called 
to action. What is faith's attraction to action? What is faith's desire to want to be where action is? Faith is not lazy. Faith doesn't sleep all morning. Faith doesn't say it's going to do one thing and never does it. Faith is a proponent of its word. I want to look behind the eyes of faith. Ah, God, let's look at the scripture in James 2, 21 and 22, James 2, 21 and 22. And let's read the text for today. The Bible says, was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete or perfect by what he did. What I want to do is take a look at this text, look at the highlighted portion, and we want to see what was the action that Abraham took that perfected or helped to mature his faith. So verse 21 says what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. So I want to take a look at how one man's actions perfected his faith. I want to analyze this action through the eyes of faith to see what we can learn about our actions in life. The action that is to be scrutinized is Abraham offered his son Isaac on the altar. And you can read the story in Genesis 22. He offered his son Isaac on the altar. Now, the significance of this action is what I want us to understand. I want us to take a look at this action and see how action perfects our faith. Now, Abraham offered his son, but we each have actions of our own. So fill in whatever action you may have taken that God asked you to do. Maybe you started a ministry or you started a business. So you should be able to put your action in this scripture and be able to analyze how your faith can be perfected. What action would you be able to place here for further analysis? What has God called you to do that you are actually doing but you didn't know what you were doing is actually maturing your faith. And that's what I want to teach you today. This action will be the premise of today's teaching. So let's take a look at point number one. Point number one is faith wants to be seen. As you can see in the picturesque background, that is a Hollywood sign where they put up, it's called a marker. You put what take number it is, episode, scene, whatever, and they clamp that thing on the top and they say, lights, camera, action. 
faith wants to be seen. Faith is not behind the scenes. So when we talk about faith, wait, you see how the verse says, you see that he, that his faith, the first part of the verse says, you see that his faith and his actions were working together. So the two words in the beginning says, you see, you see, well, faith is to be seen. Faith doesn't get enough credit. You know why? Because faith does not mature in believers who don't associate with action. The more faith operates, the more it wants to be seen. Oh, this is going to be so good. I'm going to take my time, Lolo. Listen, when faith acts, every time we do something by faith, it gets the itch to be seen more. Oh, let an actor tell you. Once they get the bite of being on the screen, taking that scene, lights, camera, action, and they get their reward or they get paid or they get their accolades. Ooh, I want more of that. That's how faith should work in your life. If you saw God do something for you in 2021, faith is amped up. Faith is not saying, okay, well, we did that. Let's take a break. Faith says, what more do you dare believe God for in 2022? Faith says, I want to be seen. Come on, is somebody getting this? So when we talk about seeing, actions make faith visible. Say that with me. Actions make faith visible. Say it again. Actions make faith visible. In other words, the only way people can see our faith is by our actions. So when we, when we act out our faith, people see our faith. In other words, they see our belief. In other words, if you believe it, do it. If you believe it, don't sit around saying, I believe God. If you believe God, do it. He says, seest thou this? In other words, the text says, the Greek term is blepo. It means, are you seeing in the present tense? In other words, you can see clearly. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? He says, are you seeing from my perspective? Are you seeing from my perception? So watch this now. When you do an action based on faith, it means you are seeing differently from other people who don't have faith. Oh God, haven't you ever shared your vision with people and they say, I don't see it? They don't see it because they can't see it from your faith perspective. The, the Bible says that you can see it. And so when God allows your actions to be committed to the world, here is heaven. Here is God, your director, your executive producer, who stands in heaven with his marker and says, scene one, act one. He says, lights, camera. Oh, wait a minute. We don't get to action yet. Lights and camera are needed to what? To be seen. If you don't have lights, you can't be 
seen. If you don't look here, if I go black on this camera, you can't see me. I won't do that. I was about to do it, but I won't do it. But if I turn the camera off, you won't see me. We look, I've got a light right here that's shining on me. I've got a light up here and a light over there so you can see me. If I turn the lights down, you won't see me. Don't be afraid of the light. Ah, God. Some of you are afraid to be on camera. You don't want to go up front, but here's my argument, and this is James' argument. Faith wants to be seen. If you say you're a believer, you can't be scared to shine. That's a quotable. If you say you're a believer, you can't be afraid to shine. You have to be willing to put your life on the line, to trust God for outcomes you're uncertain of. Ooh, you don't even know if God's going to do it. Like the three Hebrew boys who were told to bow down to the idol. They said, well, we don't know if God's going to deliver us or not, but I can tell you one thing, I won't be bowing down to that idol. This is, listen to me, you are physical proof of faith. You are the representation of God in the earth. You become obvious. Ooh, I feel that. Let the Holy Spirit make you obvious to other people. You're too far in the background. You're a color that's fading. You're diminishing. You're a knob on the wall that dims down. 2022 is the year of action. Come to the forefront. You know you have faith because you are doing something with it. I like these reality shows that when somebody's about to go home, uh, what's what's a little Tommy show, what we watch? Ready to love, and last week, you know, ready to love, they say, Well, so and so, come forward. In other words, we want to make you obvious because we're about to send you home. In other words, you come out from the masses and the majority. God wants to pull you out from the conglomeration of all the ordinary people and ordinary things. Here again, I don't want you to focus on the action, the focus is faith. The point is, if you have faith, you ought to be able to stand out because faith is a powerful thing to have. Faith is something that moves mountains. Faith is the transition. It is the connector between heaven and earth. By faith, we believe God and we have access to this family and this power. So listen, when you have faith, you do something with it. My books are an act of faith. My CDs are my act of faith. My sermons are an act of faith. The churches I've started are an act of faith. I believed it first. The broadcasts are an act of faith. On the radio, an act of faith. When I visit the hospital to pray for people, those are acts of faith. The businesses that I've opened, those are acts of faith. And faith must be given a platform to be seen. And so I say to you, lights, camera, it is your time to shine. Let's move on to number two. Number two then is we want to look at action. Uh, faith wants something to do. So the first one is lights and camera. And this one is action. Somebody say action. Faith wants something to do. So when the director says action, 
That means go to work. In other words, do it. That means act. That means say your lines. That means perform your role. Do what you have been given to do. So look at the text. The text says, uh, it reads, you see, the first part we said, you see that his faith and his actions were working together. So faith needs something to do. Tap your neighbor and say, my faith needs something to do, girl. My faith needs something to do. You cannot sit at home and not have a faith that doesn't want to do anything. Faith is antsy. When little Cherry would go to sleep at night, he was the most antsiest one. He would kick and squall and twist and turn in the little uh, twin bed. He was in the bunk bed. He'd just move and I'd have to rub him to calm him down before he could rest to sleep. And that's what faith ought to, it ought to squirm in you. Sometimes I'll be trying to turn my mind off because faith <laughs> Faith be driving by stuff, talking about what I could do with that building. Wonder, wonder what I could do. I see people on TV and, and I say, ooh, what if I was on that movie? What if I, oh, I hear music and I say, mm, what if I was singing that song? You know, faith is always looking for opportunities to express itself. Express yourself. Da, 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 da. All right, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm still saved. But faith needs something to do. So Abraham's faith was working with his works. What the text was saying was, it was saying his faith and actions were working together. His faith and actions were working together. So watch this now. Faith and action go together, but each have their own energies to enhance the other. So faith has something that actions need and actions have something that faith needs. And together they complement each other. As the Bible teaches in the same chapter of James, faith without works is dead. So faith by itself is not sufficient nor are actions on their own. There are many people who just do, 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 but they are not doing it out of a place of faith. God says your actions are rejected on their own and your faith is rejected on its own. But when faith and action work together, you bring about a change in the world. Do you see what I just did? My faith needs something to do. <laughs> in the same chapter, James says, how can you say you have faith and you see a man in need and won't do anything to help them? This week I was at Costco uh, getting some groceries and I was tired it took a long time. I had just finished loading up the car. I was about to go. And a man walks up to me and says, excuse me, sir, would you happen to uh, be able to buy me something to eat? And I said, sure I can. Now, I didn't have the sermon as of yet. I didn't have it completely formulated. But God gave me a precursor 
to what he was going to give me. And so I went inside, I bought him something to eat, and I came out. It would be foolish of me to stand up here and preach about faith and I not act upon the opportunity given to me to act upon what I believe. Somebody say amen, hallelujah. My point is God gives you the opportunities to act upon what you believe. You say, well, I don't know what to do. Don't worry about it. Keep living. Walk outside and an opportunity will appear to, oh man, come on. Are, are you with me? So the text said, the text said, the, the word in the uh, King James Version said they wrought. The faith was wrought with actions, meaning the Greek term sunergo, meaning they work together. They help in work. They are partnered in labor. It exists to assist with. So in other words, if I say I got faith, I've got to be partnered with action. Action don't go nowhere without faith and faith don't go nowhere without action. In other words, they cooperate, not coordinate, but they cooperate. They work together. They are synergists. They work in agreement. Watch this. My point is God will not give you faith for something that he doesn't give you an action to perfect what you believe. Ooh, it's going to be good. Growing faith must be connected to a job. Growing faith must be connected to a job. Let me share this with you. We as the church haven't taught this lately. Uh, We used to teach it in the old church. In other words, we used to say, get saved, become an usher. Get saved, become a junior deacon. Get saved, join the choir. In other words, get saved, do something anything. In other words, you can't just get saved and then sit on your laurels in the church. We used to make all the youth be involved somehow in some way. And now we got too prissy. We've got too sophisticated in the church. We've got too uh, technological to where now everything is done by the, the, the computers where we don't need people. Listen, just go sweep the parking lot on the strength. You need something to do. You're God dog it. What I'm saying is I can't be a good pastor if I don't encourage you to partner with action. You got to be doing something. And so I thank God I'm in the book by teaching you to do something. I'm calling you to action. That's what we're saying. In this warfare, I'm calling you to action. Work the faith you've been given to do. Don't just believe it. Our faith works with our works. Our faith works with our works. Our faith works with our works. In other words, what is your business? Oh, the family business. Oh man, don't you see how this is coming together? You see how this is coming together? I preach all year about the family business to talk to you about the actions. And so now your faith has got to find a deployment in what you believe God for. In other words, your works are what? Your business, your employment, your enterprise, that which you undertake to do. Whatever you are seeking to accomplish by hand, act, or deed, or mind, a product you created with your own energy, that's your works. So you say, well, what are my actions? Whatever it is you're doing, your job is your works. Let that become your platform. Well, I sow for a living. Then sow in Jesus' name. Whatever you do, do it all unto the glory of the Lord. So in other words, your actions, your business, your 
mother, you're a father, you're a parent, you're a stay-at-home mom. That's your action. Your action has to accompany your faith. God gives you action to perfect what you believe. What was the work Abraham did? Abraham was to offer his son Isaac on the altar. That simply translates, he did what God asked him to do. What does God ask you to do? And once God tells you to do something, that becomes your job. Hello. Thank you, my dear. Whatever God asks you to do, that becomes your job. That is your action. And that job is given specifically to mature your faith. God says, I'm going to give you something to do that's going to grow you up. Now, if you don't want to work, if you're lazy and recalcitrant and you don't want to work, then you don't want strong faith. God says, I gave you the job to increase your faith. Don't you remember Karate Kid, wax on, wax off. He couldn't see it. He couldn't see the value of it. You're going to work every day. You're making less than you're valued. We know it. I know it. That's what God gave you right now. Hang in there. Stay there for a while. Your faith is being perfected. And it is your faith that's going to get you a bigger job, a higher paying job, a bigger miracle. You need, listen, God can't give you the job that you want right now because your faith has not matured to what he wants to give you. So he's got to work you through the mundane and the ridicule of the everyday minutia of what you don't like so you can perfect your faith to start believing God for 50,000 or 100,000 or reaching your platform of people, expanding your sphere of influence. We've got to stop being coward as Christians hiding behind the church saying, oh, we take a vow of poverty. We can be powerful people. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We've got to go out and do something with what is out there. And so I'm telling you, God says your faith has to complement what you're doing and what you're doing has got to complement what you believe. Am I talking to anybody? Listen, this simply translates the that whatever God asks you to do, man, you got to do it. And so what happens is, listen to this, Lori. Listen, Grizz. God will pour works in your life in accordance to his will for your life. So in other words, God is not going to put any work in your life that isn't connected to the will in your life. So God's will for your life comes with work for your life. And the work for your life perfects the faith that you have in God. Teach PC, teach PC. In other words, when the cameraman, when the director says action, faith just wants something to do. Give me a chance to get, i do it, daddy. i do it. This was Kenesha. Oh, oh, she was two years old and she could do everything. Oh my God. Sit down, girl. I can do it, daddy. I can do it, daddy. And faith just wants something to do. God gives us that something and our obedience perfects our faith. So stay tuned. Big, get your picture on what God is asking you to do. I look at Julia Andrews, Julia, Julia Roberts, sorry. And Julia Andrews, she's a great actress too. But uh, Julia Roberts, in uh, one movie, she was, she was looking at her role. You've got to study your script. You've got to get your lines together. Well, oh, I ain't going to say it. Never mind. I'm about to call you fool. No, you've got to read your Bible. 
Reading your Bible is your script. You've got to know what God wants you to do. What is your role today? How can I be a better mother? How can I, man, I want, listen, I'm a recovering perfectionist addict, but here it's not fully wrong because God is perfect and somehow I desire to be like him. All right, so disobedience, perfection. I got to go to my last point. My last point, I'm already, we're rolling, we're rolling PC. Look at number three. Here we go. Lights, camera, action, and then it's a wrap. Ooh, faith wants completion. Faith wants to wrap it up. Ain't nobody shooting no movie forever. Ain't nobody. Hello. Come on, somebody. Ben, ain't nobody. Ain't nobody. Look, the last show you did, Ben, it was a wrap. Wasn't it? You done with it, right? You're done with it. So in other words, look at the, look at the, look at the screen. It says, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Look at the screen. It says, it's a wrap. Faith was made complete. In other words, the text says, listen, the text said earlier, he said, you see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete or was made perfect by what he did. That is the power of this text. His faith was made perfect by what he did. So this is what I'm saying. Faith wants completion. It's a wrap. When the director says this, it means we finished shooting for the day or we finished that scene. That's a wrap. Faith wants closure. Oh God, come on. Come on. Some of you, your Christianity is bogged down in 1968. You're bogged down in the way the church used to be. When faith matures, ah, God, sometimes tradition can kill a church. Tradition can kill a new family. The tradition of your, how your parents did it, how your grandparents did it can kill the new fire and passion of your family. And you're committed to antiquated ideas. Uh, ah, come on, look at your old family and say, that's a wrap. In other words, we got a new scene here. Ah, thank you, Jesus. We've got a new scene of the Smiths. We've got a new scene of the Williams. We've got a, a new act to be. Come on, ain't nobody shooting the same movie over and over. Anybody going to see the same movie? There's a sequel. In other words, there's something that comes after it to be able to display it. Watch this now. So do you know? No, do you know that faith has a target? It has a destination. No one taught us that faith has a destination. Faith has a maturing value, a place to get to. Faith has a target. My point is, God says, I called you by faith. Your faith in me, when you believed in me, when you believed in my son, Jesus Christ, I set a target on your destiny. In other words, I mapped out where I want you to go. God says, I'm looking down the road. When you came to me by faith, I've got a target for you. God says, I will perfect your faith to reach your target and I will do so by the actions that occur along the way. If you aren't committing any actions in between your faith and your destiny, you will not reach your 
target. Uh, if you watch the bowman, the arrowsmith who comes and pulls back the arrow, it takes work. There ain't no arrow getting to the bullseye without me pulling it back. I've got to do the work. I've got to aim it. I've got to line it up. I've got to pull it back. I've got to surrender and let it go at the right time. I've got to do the work to get the arrow to the destination. Do you know what the target of your faith is for your life? I'm going to ask you over here. Do you know what the target of your faith is for your life? Ain't nobody taught you that, have they? Nobody taught you that. Nobody taught you what is the target of your faith. Your faith is trying to get somewhere. Do you know what that is? Well, make note of this truth we're learning today. Look at the last part of James 2.22. It says, you see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made perfect by what? He did. And this blew me out of the water. I've never taught this before. I never saw it this way. What God is saying, he says, what he did, what Abraham did, because Abraham took his son, offered Isaac up on the altar like he asked him to. He said his doing that completed his faith. Every time you do what God asks you to do, you complete your faith. You, you It's a wrap. In other words, when you do what God... wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. King James says made perfect. And I like the made perfect, but perfect means complete. So complete means faith is perfected by works. It means it is complete. Perfect means complete. Complete means perfect. Faith is matured. Faith is completed. Faith is finished by our actions. And some stuff you guys are in for years upon years upon years because you fail to act. You got the faith and you say, I'm believing God to get me out of this. And God is saying, dummy, I gave you the key three months ago to get out of it, but you won't turn the key. Your faith grows by your actions, by perfecting. What he's saying is, I mean, maturing or growing it up. In other words, by what what you do grows you up. Faith without action means your faith is there, but you're immature. You're an infant. You're a toddler, and you won't be able to move any mountains. You won't be able to believe God. And so you've got these big churches full of immature faith. You've got these huge churches and you've got 20, 50 people in the big church who are moving the church along. The church ought to be moved by the masses that everybody ought to come in saying, listen, if there ain't nowhere for you to serve in the church, it doesn't matter. You've been serving all week. I treat my job like a mission. I treat my marriage like a mission. I treat my kids like a mission. I treat my volunteering like a mission. Everything I do is maturing and completing my faith so that when I do come to worship, oh, that place is lit. Oh yeah. The church was lit today because the church is full of people who have been perfecting their faith. Even before I came to preach this morning, I felt like I had to work up my body. So I did a little calisthenics. I did a power workout, some uh, jumping jacks and some mountain climbers and some leg lifts and some stretches and and all of that. I did all that because I want to come ready. I want to prepare myself. What do you do to prepare for church? 
church. What do you do to prepare to come into God's presence? Nothing? Roll over out the bed and turn on the phone? I ain't got time for you. Your faith is immature. With every action you obey and complete, you get a year older in faith. Ooh, everything, ooh, everything that I complete, I get a year older in my, ooh, my book, I finished, I got older. My CD, I got older. A song I played today, I got older. The church I started, the Grace Place, I got older. Grace around, I got older. COB, I got older. The business I got, I got older. Agpo, I got older. A life porter, I got older. In other words, the things I keep doing, don't, and that's why the devil is trying to stop you. He wants you to stay comatose and depressed and always talking about, I wish I, if I would, I could have. I came to release you in Jesus' name to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. We preached that last week. Everything about your faith needs to be completed. You have started too much and you have not finished anything. Your faith wants to wrap it up. Look at your neighbor and say, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Everything you need to be. Everything you need to be the person God called you to be is in your faith already, but it is underdeveloped and needs to be brought to maturity. Scripture tells us that we know one thing that does that. Action. Action will mature you. Action will grow you. Each action you take makes faith towards, moves faith towards its finality. So every time I do something and finish it, oh, that's where it is. You missed it. God ain't asking you to keep starting this. And I started this. And I started this. And I started that. And I started. Would you be, would you please get this in your mind? Some stuff God calls you to do or be a part of, it has a cessation point. It has an ending. God is not calling you to everything perpetually. God calls you to things for seasons, for times. Run its course. Be their friend. Be in the situation. Do what God called you, asked you to do, but say goodbye. Woo! Tell somebody, say goodbye. It's time for me to go. I love Nanny McPhee. When you want me and need me, well, when you need me, I'll be here. When you want me and no longer need me, I gotta go. I messed it up, but something like that. But the point is, <laughs> you can't overstay your time. Learn that your faith matures through completion. Whenever you are given something to do, finish the job. Somebody say finish the job. Faith finds fulfillment in action, in the God-given actions. My faith, listen, here's what I want to say this. Let me look at you right in the camera. My faith sometimes, and I'll be honest, I'll be open, and I'm being vulnerable for a moment. Just for a moment, I'll be transparent. But I have to be honest and say to you, my faith is disturbed at times. My faith, as I told you, I'm looking through the eyes of faith. And my faith is disturbed at times because I'm not sure I'm connecting with the right actions. In other words, when you're doing something and you know it doesn't agree with what God has called you to do, my faith gets disturbed. And sometimes my faith is lonely. My faith gets dormant. My faith feels unchallenged. Oh God, this is good. Have you ever felt like you, you're a son of God and, and you feel unchallenged? You feel like nothing in your life is moving you with passion. You have no desire to do anything. You're lackluster. If that's the way you feel, you are mispartnered. In other words, you are a misfit like the 
misfit elves, the, the misfit toys in Santa Claus in the, in the old show. You're a misfit. You're in the wrong action. You're in the wrong place because God would not put in his word that actions perfect your faith if your actions don't move you to feel anything. Your faith must be inspired by your actions and your actions have got to be turned on by your faith. In other words, action look at faith and be like, Mm, good. And your faith looks at action and be like, mm, boy. And and I mean, together, there's this combustionable belief system eh, that tries to do whatever God has asked him. Just like Peter, when Jesus said, Peter said, Lord, bid me come to you on the water. Jesus said, well, come on. In other words, I got the action for you if you got the faith for it. In other words, Peter said, I do got the faith. He started walking on water. What are you not doing because you're too scared to impress your faith to be seen? Lights, camera, action, go do it. It's a wrap. And here, Peter started falling and sinking in the water because he didn't allow his faith to stay in agreement with what he was doing. He saw the water as too dense. He began to think it was impossible and he began to sink. I'm telling you, whatever God has called you to do, he's given you the faith for it. And as long as your faith aligns with your action, you will stay above water. (laughs) That's why God says, I will provide all your needs according to my riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Because as long as you stay in what I ask you to do, you will always have the resources for what you need to get it done. God, I'm preaching. Sometimes my faith is lonely and it underperforms because I'm in the wrong action. But faith is perfected by obedience. Watch this now. Faith is perfected by obedience. And note, let me make this clear in what the old church and the holiness church have taught to people. They taught you, well, just stop sinning this. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. God ain't saying your faith is perfected by what you stop doing. It is not. God says your faith is perfected by what you obey me to do. The church is filled with a list of what you're not supposed to do. But the church can't tell you straight up what you are supposed to do. There are a lot of people and couples and relationships and I do counseling and all they talk about is, well, he does this. He don't, he, he, I, I don't want him to do, I don't like this. Well, what do you like? Can you clearly state what it is you want? Can you put in, clear? tell me what you want, not what you don't want. And I guarantee you, if you get what you want, you won't be saying what you don't want because you won't be getting what you don't want because you're getting what you want. Oh yeah, that's true. And I'm telling you, God says, I am not here to line up your list of sins and judge you based on what you're not doing. I'm here to judge you based on what you are doing. I am adding up your points based on your actions, not by how long you sleep every day. So figure out what God asks you to do and get busy. Ah, because something has got to wrap up. Time is winding up. There is no promise that the Lord will give us another year or two. 2022 might be the last season. Well, if you don't do nothing, you won't get any crowns. You better work while it's day because the night is coming and no man knows. Faith loves a finished product. I'm a true man of God because of the products I've completed. (laughs) There will be many cuts. There will be many takes. There will be many edits. And there will be many scenes. And that takes
front of that video editor, editor in my Adobe Essentials and I'm working through all the cuts and the scenes and I'm splicing and dicing. I'm turning volumes up and volumes down. I'm overlaying text on top of it with graphics that spin around and flow in from the left and from the right. Those are called edits. Those are called cuts. And when I see I'm too far, I got too much line, too much video, I got to cut stuff. God cuts stuff in your life, but he's looking for a finished product. And when I'm finished with the video, I say, Joy, come look at the finished product. Come and see what I have done. And that's what faith wants something to be finished. I'm preaching to somebody. God gave you actions to finish what you believe. In other words, stop believing God. You've been believing God for this for 25 years. Move on. In other words, do the action, finish it, and go to the next task. God has not called you to one scene. Oh, that's a good one. That's quotable. God has not called you to one scene. God has not called you to one act. God says, lights, camera, action. We need to wrap this. Ain't nobody shooting. Tom Cruise ain't shooting no movie over there in the desert for no 30 years. It take a year. It take a two. It take three years. It may take a while because they might be the bigger the movie, the more scenes and takes and edits. But the short ones, it ought to be quick, baby. It ought to be quick. But God has given you something big to do. It will take time. But a rap is coming. Somebody say a rap is coming. There will be cuts. But don't forever engage in products. And so I conclude with this. Faith has a completion. It has a destiny. And these are my final thoughts I want to share with you. Today, in the scripture, verse 23. I like this. I said I was going to finish early. Ah, but here I am. Verse 23 says, And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God. There it is. That's the faith. And it was credited to him. It was added to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. In other words, verse 23 says, that it was Abraham's faith. He believed God enough to sacrifice his only son. He knew God promised him that he was going to have a son who was going to bless the nations. Abraham went up on that mountain saying, if God said kill the only son that he told me he was going to bless the nations with, I'm going to do it because he must have a backup plan. And what he did was he took that positional faith and he made it practical. God tested him in Genesis 22. And we must learn how to take our positional faith in Christ. We all have the position of faith, but we must make it practical every day. In other words, the Bible says Abraham's faith was made righteousness. In other words, his faith turned into righteousness. His actions were righteous. So in other words, your actions become the right thing to do. So the right thing to do influences your faith and your faith influences the right things to do. Are you tracking? So, but the beauty of this is that out of obeying God in our works and actions, he completed the job. So when Abraham got up on the mountain, got ready to kill Isaac, God stepped in and gave him a new word. (laughs) He said, stop. 
Hold it right there. I just wanted to see if you would do what I asked you to believe. Ooh, I wanted to see if you would do what I asked you to believe. And he says, because you did it, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a, look over there, Abraham. Look over there. There's a ram in the thicket. It's been there for a minute. You didn't even see it. But now I'm pointing out to you, there's the ram. Go get the ram. Sacrifice the ram instead of your son. Whatever God asks you to give up, he's asking you to do it. He wants to see if you'll do what you believe. If you believe God, it'll turn into righteousness. And so every time you do what God asks you to do, you become more righteous. Ooh, I'm not righteous because of the sins I don't do. I'm righteous because of the obedience I enact when I do what God asked me to do. So when I say I'm a righteous man, you're a righteous man. Meaning being righteous doesn't mean you're just doing right things. It means you're obeying God's word. You're obeying what he asked you to believe. So we are righteous when we come to God by faith positionally. But I must bring that righteousness out in the world. And now I don't have to, I don't have to think about it. You know, oh, but don't do that. Don't do that because that ain't right. No, uh, my action, my character, my intent, my lifestyle already automatically gravitates towards what is righteous. You already know don't do that, boy. In other words, when you start believing a certain way, your actions mimic your faith oh, and your actions mature your faith to be bigger and stronger. I'll never forget when I started the ministry and I was thinking, oh, it's going to cost a lot of money. And I was thinking, I just need $2,000. I remember when I had a budget of income and I had on $2,000. Ooh, I make $2,000. Ooh, that's good. But it taught me to believe for $4,000. And then it taught me to believe for $8,000. Then it taught me to believe. And I started going into jobs asking for, I don't take anything less than six figures. In other words, you don't get there if you don't have actions to prove what you believe. Your faith has to keep growing. Your faith has to keep up. Uh, come on, keep uh oh, keep growing. Let your faith grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up. So all of this is possible because ultimately our works mature our faith. So Abraham believed God, meaning he trusted Him. The Scripture says that he was accounted righteousness. But the beauty of the text, put the text on the screen for me, is the last two words, and he was called. God's friend. I love this because he called him friend because they worked together. They supported one another. Abraham grew up in front of God. Hallelujah. Abraham didn't just say he loved God and hung around him. He said, I love you and I'm going to do something to grow it. In other words, you don't just love people and say, I love you all day. You love them by buying them flowers. You love them by speaking up. You love them by creating actions to demonstrate it. Friends ought to help you be better. Hello, somebody. Friends don't just accept your status quo. They urge you to do something about the condition you're in. That's why social media is bumped. You got 200,000 friends. You got 2,000 friends, but only three of them interact with your posts. That means you don't have 2,000 friends. You got three. Three of them 
react to you. In other words, three of them respond to you. Three of them encourage you to do better. Three, all the other 2000, no, baby, no, you ain't that grandiose. Millions of followers. You don't have millions of followers. You've got a few friends who ought to better your life. You've got to know the difference between friends, associates, or friends online and social media. Listen, your friends ought to make you better. Anybody in your life ought to make you better. And that's why God was like, you my friend, Abraham, because you keep doing what I ask you to do. And Abraham is like, I'm your friend, God, because you keep doing what I believe in you to do. And so this relationship sparks this great love affair. And it would be wrong of me to just ask you to believe at Breath for Change without encouraging you and challenging you to action. That would be all poor pastor, and I should be fired. This is how your faith grows. Surround yourself with people who are doing something, not just saying something. Some of you get a whole lot of ear, but you need some more. You need hands. You need a pickup. You need a ride. You need a come get me, girl. I need your help. You need buy me groceries. You need help me do my hair for free. You need people in your life who are doing something, and it's also the right James who taught us he's the one James is the one who said be ye doers of the word and not hearers only I'm trying to keep you in the context of the text so ultimately faith as I look behind the eyes of faith ultimately faith spoke up and said I want to be seen faith is crying out joy Faith is crying out to Lawanda and Cynthia and Ben and Terry and Romeo said, I want to be seen. Faith is crying out, Big Ben. Faith is crying out, Shauna and Tony saying, I need something to do. (laughs) Faith is saying, I need something to do. And then faith is saying, I just want to finish this. (laughs) Faith is saying, I need this to be over. And I conclude with this thought. Inaction is a killer of destiny. Inaction is a killer of your target. You will never arrive to better if you do nothing about what's wrong. You will never get to better if you don't act upon what's wrong. Do something about what's wrong. It will never change as long as you ignore it. You've been called to action. The new Cadillac slogan says, Never stop arriving with Cadillac. Oh, I love it. Great marketing. Love it. It's simply saying, keep arriving. In other words, keep showing up. In other words, keep, and they drive, they show you driving up in a Cadillac. You rolling up in a Cadillac. Keep arriving. Keep moving forward. Keep going toward your destiny. In other words, keep doing something. I ain't doing nothing right now. Keep doing it. Every now and then as a consultant, people, recruiters will send me an email. Are you working on a project? Because if you ain't doing nothing, we'll give you something to do. That's what I, oh God, there is something grossly wrong with the world today. And it will take action on all of our parts to make it a better place. We have to grow ourselves to affect change in the world. You have been called to action. So in the words of the late king of pop, 
Michael Jackson, I say his words to encourage us. He sings, as I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their needs? A summer's disregard, a broken bottle top, and a one-man soul. They follow each other on the wind, you know, because they got nowhere to go. That's why I want you to know I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been even clearer. If they want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. Nah, 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 nah. Let's let our faith be seen through our actions this year. Take a look at yourself and make a change. Let's give our faith something to do. Let's give our faith closure by completing whatever it is we've started. Let all of us perfect our faith and be committed to our call to action. If we do, we too might be called righteous and we may even be called God's friends. I'm PC and that's all I've got.